Good morning, Whisper Nation. It is Waiver Wire Tuesday. We are getting you prepped with all the ads that are worth it on your waiver wire this week. We're going through Kadarius Tony, obviously some of the running back situation, massive injuries to Russell Wilson, CEH, Saquon Barkley. The list goes on and on. Let the bodies hit the floor, which means let's go pick up some waiver wire guys right away. Set those priorities, get the FOB bids in, and we're going through all of that and more right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Right here. Let the body set the flow. Let the body set the flow. Let the waivers hit the flow. What's I up, had Big Travi, dude? I had to give you the opportunity to get a little song oh, in. Oh, yeah, dude. Hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, the T-ball set up for me. How are we doing? Tuesday, waiver wires, like you said. Body's hitting the floor. Uh, we got a major, major update on projections here, uh, like they would say on guys on the waiver wire because yeah. there is a lot of injuries uh travis we will dive into these guys once again i want to start off the show with the caveat of we will dive into players that are below 50 percent rostered on sleeper so that is the cutoff so we don't just ramble on for hours and hours because we all know i could do that uh yeah. big travis sets that parameter so appreciate yeah. you and yeah, I just uh, I just wanted to hop in too because what a wild week five we had, Johnny. Right, like yeah. the setup is here at Jersey J saying, "Hey, fellas, how are you getting, Trav? What's going on, guys? Morning, good morning, Jersey J. Appreciate you guys in here. As always, hit that like button, hit that subscribe if you're new to the channel. Um, but yeah, we had a wild week five, right? Absolutely yeah. bonkers. What was the good? Well, we had monster performances by Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Mike Williams, Antonio Brown, Derek Henry. You know, maybe that made or broke your fantasy day. What was the bad? We had injuries, like I said, at the top of the show. Russell Wilson, Saquon Barkley, CEH. And what was the ugly? Well, those emails. John Gruden's emails. Yeah, dude. So we had a wild week five. But as Johnny said, we got to talk about these guys that are over 50%. We know I really thought this is going to be a larger waiver wire column this week. But there are a lot of guys that are rostered. And so I, what I want Whisper Nation to really do is when we get that article posted in about an hour, a little less, make sure that you're checking that those bold names in the intro. And I'll, and I'll just list them off for you here, uh, Whisper Nation and Johnny. First of all, Jerry Judy, go out and grab him if he's out there. He's out rostered in 81% right now. But if people dropped him, he's about to come back maybe in a week or two. Um, and so he's definitely worth an ad right now, as, yeah. as we know, he's going to come back into some massive target share. Uh, we know him and Teddy had a rapport. Damian Williams, if he's still out there, 80 percent. Joe Burrow, if you lost Russell Wilson, and he's sitting there on your waiver. 78 percent. Dalton Schultz, 78 percent. Dawson Knox, Emmanuel Sanders, Elijah Mitchell, who got the bulk of the carries relegated. Tracer yeah, that was a good call to the to the bench Travis. there. Appreciate that. Michael Carter, who's kind of quietly taken over. A.J. Dillon, Sam Darnold. Trevor Lawrence, who's got some great matchups and, and putting mm-hmm. some good stuff on paper. Baker Mayfield. Uh, we got Hunter Renfro, obviously still not being bought by a lot of uh, Whisper Nation out there, but he's getting the targets. Rondell Moore, Johnny's boy here. Miko Hartman, who saw 12 targets in that Buffalo game. Definitely worth an ad, uh, in my opinion. Then Alex Collin and Hunter Henry are kind of the bubble boys sitting mm-hmm. there at 51%. So make sure we're going out there to look at all these guys. I didn't write about them in the column because they're rostered over that, that threshold there. But I wanted to make sure that Whisper Nation got a hold of those guys first and foremost. Uh, and then we'll start rocking into this other stuff. Jersey J. Uh, asked, I meant how you're feeling. I'm feeling a lot better. I appreciate Whisper Nation. Always uh hanging out and and showing up for me so really appreciate that um but yeah Yeah. i mean we could we can start rocking and rolling into this um we'll get into the questions obviously jersey jay and those that are asking questions in the chat we'll get to those at the end of the show but like we said we want to rock through these waiver wires i before we do that big travi i just gotta give a one quick uh one quick live read here as we do on the show i want to thank the sponsors of today's show big travi that would be manscaped listen have you ever tried to trim your balls and it turned into the freddy krueger film yeah i have uh uh, but luckily (laughs) i uh, luckily manscaped came to the day and saved it because they are here hey Hey, make sure you're smelling fresh with their new refined body wash. Fellows and ladies love their signature scent. 
and it will scare away those vampires just like uh you know i mean we went from freddy krueger to vampires dude not, it's not, getting spooky dude halloween's around spooky. the corner it's it's very scary and and all you need to do to unlock that confidence is get that performance package 4.0 inside you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items They've made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. It's a full moon out there, and the werewolf in your pants is howling. Ow! And it's time <laughs> to tackle the problem with the lawnmower 4.0. Or just use the promo code TFWMAN for 20% off. That's TFWMAN for 20% off. Greatly helps our channel, helps us grow. And you get to tame that werewolf in your pants. So, that's all I got. That's all I got on the, on the live live promo feed there. Uh, so, dude, I yeah, I mean, I gotta say that that live read was about as smooth as your balls would be if you went and got manscaped and took care of it right here. So, exactly, uh, dude, TFW everybody man. in the in the chat right now, if you want to get twenty percent off plus free shipping, make sure you use that code TFWMAN at manscaped.com. All right, Travis, that is done now. We yeah, can the business now get is done. the business is done. The business part of it's all done. Now we could really talk some fun stuff, some some running backs here, which everyone has a thirst for running backs, especially as we get deeper and deeper in the league or into the year. And and big Travi, we got some bye weeks coming up. We got yeah. bye weeks coming up, so you're going to need to fill in some of those spots. The very first running back we're going to talk about here uh, is Devonte Booker. Devonte Booker, New York Giants running back. Roster on just 12% of sleeper leagues, big Travi. Uh, obviously, if you haven't seen, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley getting, you know, his his ankle rolled up uh, and that Ooh, thing gruesome. swelling, oh man, that thing swelling up bigger than my noggin uh, on Sunday. <laughs> and so as a result, they're saying uh, Saquon out two to four weeks with a uh, with an ankle injury and Devontae Booker comes in number one on this list for you. Uh, tell the people why you're so excited about Devontae, why you think he is a good number one uh, waiver wire priority if you have the number one uh, and you think. Yeah, excited isn't exactly the right word. I'm excited not about Devontae Booker. I'm excited I'm about to get his excitement into the show here. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But a lot of people would tell you maybe Daryl Williams is their number one waiver wire uh, priority. I have a little bit of trepidation when I look at uh, Daryl Williams, and we'll get in more to him later, but this is really about what we're talking about with Devontae Booker. And what Devontae Booker was able to do was play 88% of the snaps, carry 16, carry the ball 16 times, get three catches, essentially get 19 touches in this offense, nearly 20 touches, score a touchdown, get you 20 PPR fantasy points, and really not be um, that far off of a Saquon Barkley production as far as volume is concerned. And if we look at the backfield outside of Devontae Booker, it was Elijah Penny for one carry, and he's essentially a fullback. So really, the volume is what's key here. We've got all these weapons down in New York potentially over the next few weeks as well. Darius uh, Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Kenny G, uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, you could the list goes on and on and on, and really what this is all about is the fact that the volume is there for me for Devontae Booker. Then you look at the uh, schedule for Booker. He's got the Rams, Kansas City, and Vegas in three of the next four. All great matchups. Got that Carolina matchups, which, which is tough, but the volume should carry him. And I think if we're talking about a four-week window for Saquon, Devontae Booker could easily float you that RB2 value you need over the next four weeks. And I think, you know, we're looking at rentals across the board as we get down into these running backs right now because nobody's really out for the year yet um, in, in what we're going to talk about. So these this is a situation where I like Booker, and I think he is the priority ad for running backs. I will say... I don't think he's the priority uh, ad on the list today, and I don't I don't think he's the priority ad for Giants. So there's a little teaser there, but Ooh. I do think Devontae Booker is a is a huge ad this week. All right, I like that one, Big Trevi. I just want to mention we got a couple people here asking questions in the comments. We want we will get to those comments or those questions after the show on the Q and A. We're just going to get through the main part of the show, and then we'll jump in. So appreciate you all leaving those comments. We'll get through them. Uh, all right, next up on this list, Big Travi, we got possibly your number one. You hinted at it. Maybe maybe it isn't your number one. But we got on here running back Daryl Williams, Kansas City Chiefs, roster only just 19% of sleeper leagues. 
Uh, CEH, better news than uh, we expected, right? We thought he might be out for the year. He got that kind of uh, Monty William or Mon- yeah, Monty uh, David Montgomery, excuse me. The I almost said Monty Williams because Phoenix Suns. I'm hyped on the Suns about starting. I can't tell. Uh, Mon- uh, David Montgomery had the similar. We thought it was going to be a year long, end up being just a MCL sprain, which is great news. He will be back. Three to five week timetable, similar to uh, Monty. So Daryl Williams comes in number two on this list, but is he number one in your waiver wire priority uh, or are you still hinting towards somebody else uh, and break yeah. down why you like Daryl Williams? Yeah. So I do like Daryl Williams because basically Kansas city likes him. He doesn't have a lot of juice or a lot of pop, right? He's not going to be anything flashy, but Kansas city has kept him on the roster. He's always been a guy that works instead uh, or in, um, in, in relief of guys that go down. But again, you know, Daryl Williams was on this roster last year when 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 he was banged up a little bit, when CH was banged up a little bit, and there was still tandem guys worked in and out of this offense. And I think Jarek McKinnon still exists on this roster. I'm not sure that Daryl Williams is going to soak up all of the passing work. Now, there isn't a lot of passing work to go around and see in Kansas City. They're not using the backs a lot to throw to. But I will just say this. I think that there is some limited upside with Jarek McKinnon on the roster and still available to come in for, you know, I think he, he got uh, he had out touched uh, McKinnon. Yeah, it was like eight to th- eight to five, eight to three. And yeah. so in that game. And so that's still something that's going on here for Daryl Williams that we need to um, we need to keep an eye on. And and I think that's, you know, that that's just what limits him against a guy like Devonta Booker, who we saw get 88, 90, 95 percent of the work when Saquon went down. And we're only going on one game. So this could flip. You know, Daryl Williams could go and dominate touches. But if I have to make an assessment for you guys for Whisper Nation on what's going to happen over the next four weeks, I do think that Devonta Booker's upside is better than Daryl Williams because he's going to have more volume and the matchups are nice there. And again, the backs aren't thrown to a lot in Kansas City. I will say that uh, Williams has a Daryl Williams has a beautiful schedule. Washington this weekend, then the Titans, who just everyone and their mother can run on them. Uh, Then he gets the Giants, then the Packers are the next four games. So quite nice schedule there. But like you said, it's not Booker's schedule is good, too, because he's got three out of four games. And so he's got volume plus the schedule. Yeah, that's why he he tilts the needle just a little bit for me. But I do think that both are worth the ad if you're trying to float that RB2 situation. Yeah, I definitely do think that if you need to, you know, kind of skate by, if you had a a Monty Williams injury or CEH, grabbing one of these two guys can allow you to bridge that gap. It's not going to be quite the same uh, production level, but again, you're getting that uh, upside and and to fill you through bye weeks, you could do much, much worse. All right. uh, Next up, once we get through these four uh, running backs, Travis, I will talk about, then I'll give you some running backs that you potentially want to drop or players that you'd want to drop for them. Okay. So uh, third on this list, you've got Khalil Herbert, Chicago bears running back uh, roster on just 21% of sleeper leagues. Listen, we thought, uh, Damian Williams would come in and get the bulk of the carries, which he did. And he did. Uh, he did, yeah. and he got uh, the touchdown there. Uh, but you're letting Whisper Nation know, hey, you might, especially in deeper leagues, you might want to take a look at Khalil Herbert uh, for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. There's a fall off at running back this week, a, a big yeah. drop off. So after like the usual. two, we, yeah, after the two we talked about, these other two are just kind of consolary picks, or you know, like for me, it's like we've got Khalil Herbert in here, and then we'll also talk about Ramondre Stevenson a little bit next. Um, Khalil Herbert, look, he he got the carries. We talked about this backfield getting about 34 carries in that game against Vegas. They controlled the tempo of this game the entire time. They were never basically trailing in this game the bears controlled the the clock they ran the ball 34 times but johnny they play green bay and tampa bay over the next two weeks and i think that that's going to render khalil herbert a little bit useless because he didn't get a single target in the passing game we know that damian williams is a you know a legitimate pass catcher in this offense we know he's going to do that because he got all the work in this as well and we we will see actually with fields now the starter how much they will throw to the backs because we've seen rushing quarterbacks actually scramble instead of actually getting out there and 
and throwing to the backs and checking down. So for me, Herbert, I think, had a perfect game script on Sunday. And so he's popping for a lot of people because he was like this sneaky ad going into Sunday because he's younger. He's who the regime maybe likes over a guy like uh, Damian Williams. But remember, they love Damian Williams in the offseason. Remember, Damian Williams dealing with a thigh bruise coming into that game. So maybe they realized the game was in hand. They used the young man to spell him a little bit. And I believe that Damian Williams is going to be the Montgomery role in this offense. And they will work in Herbert as a little change of pace, especially in these games. Again, they're playing Tampa Bay and then uh, Green Bay over the next two games. So Green Bay next and then Tampa Bay after that. And those are all game scripts that probably will not favor a guy like Khalil Herbert. Love that breakdown there and completely agree, Travis. Uh, We talked about that schedule when Damian was picked up last week. And you figure, yeah, Damian will probably tend to get more usage uh, with those matchups. Uh, And not only that, but we did see and expect that they would run a little bit more. Uh, That was the report that came out early Sunday morning was uh, that they expected to employ a a heavier run game plan. And listen, we can expect that from Bill Lazor. Uh, That was why we got excited when he was named the or you know, rumored to be taking over the play calling. Now we know it's it's in fact him. This is what he tends to do. He tends to want to run the ball a little bit more, which we like in fantasy football. All right, moving on to this last uh, running back name. Like you said, it's a it's a much more, um, you know, it's like a stocking stuffer more than, you know, <laughs> that that Christmas waiver wire present that you would hope to get uh, Monday or, you know, on, on a waiver wire morning. Uh, but that is oh my even Potter's excited about this one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he likes the stuff, stocking stuffers there. Uh, Ramondre yeah. Stevenson, New England Patriots running back, roster on just 17% of sleeper leagues. Uh, positive news uh, coming back. This is, you know, once again, more positive news for running backs. But Damian Harris comes back with negative tests on those ribs. But uh, he did uh, also fumble in this game. Travis, you want to talk about Ramondre Stevenson? The yeah. Uh, preseason heartbreak kid yeah stevenson obviously dominating the preseason then fumbling in week one uh, blowing a blitz assignment as well and not being not seeing the field until last week because of basically injuries to james white and and then you saw like uh jj taylor last week uh against or the week before last against the buccaneers fumbling and then getting relegated as a scratch as well i mean so it's just like these guys are trading off mistakes and I think Bel- putting Belichick in a tough spot because he wants to punish them all, but he can't because he's got to roster some of them and put them on the field. Well, so you mentioned the Damian Harris fumble. He then came back into the game, ripped off a 15-yard run, or I'm sorry, got a chest injury, came back into the game after that, uh, ripped off a 15-yard run. It was called back for holding, and he left the game after that. X-rays come back. They're negative. Uh, he should be fine. He's considered day-to-day now. Um which is something to monitor. Maybe he misses one week, I would think, if that. But if he does miss that week, I like Ramondre in a spot start here. Um, Dallas is a tough team because they are a pass funnel um, or a run funnel. And teams are getting so far behind on Dallas, they're having to throw into them. So we'll see. I think New England, this this is a team in New England that's not very good. But Ramondre Stevenson did come in, see 11 carries. He didn't do much with them against a really easy de- defense. So that's concerning. But again, this is the last running back on my list here. He's just a, worth a speculative ad. If the chest injury lingers or if it, ag- it gets aggravated, Ramondre could be in line to be the starting back and at least getting the first and second down work. And guys, he has pass catching prowess. He did it in college. And I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that he gets a few targets a game in this offense because Mac Jones is peppering his running backs and his tight ends quite a bit. All right. I like those pickups there. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple of guys you might want to consider dropping for any of these players. Okay. So uh, just list the players that you would pick up uh, for or drop this player said player for. Okay. Uh, Trey Sermon. Would you drop Trey Sermon for oh, all yeah. of these? All well, of them? I think all of them is, is worth a drop. One, the, the Niners have their bye this week, so you can't use Sermon even if you wanted to this week. So if you're in that spot and you need it, I think he's worth it. And then, again, not only Elijah Mitchell – 
But if Trey Lance remains a starter now, he sprained his knee. He'll have the bye week to maybe get cleared. But that dude ran it 16 times. So if he's going to continue to take carries, he's going to take them even from Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. And then we're looking at maybe a late October, early November return for Jeff Wilson, which would be another uh, key piece in this. And it just seems like this team wants to use Elijah, Elijah Mitchell first and foremost as the Raheem Mostert role and why not i mean he is definitely a guy that is fast and electric and trey sermon is not those things right now all right alex collins would you drop alex collins for so no alex collins actually probably would have been close to a top waiver ad here uh had he not been already rostered in the percentage threshold so i would keep collins um you know i think i would take Devonte booker over collins because of the pass catching work um and because i trust the matchup a little bit more and Geno Smith coming in kind of scares me. I guess if Daniel Jones were to miss time, that would, that would be a little bit concerning, but I'll, t- I'll take Booker's volume. I would, uh, I would keep Alex Collins over Daryl Williams though. Okay. And let's see if I can find one more. What about Kenyon Drake with the news? Uh, yeah, with- I, don't, I don't think it's enough to get me going on both of those guys. Like I'm taking Devonte Booker and Daryl Williams over Kenyon Drake. I could understand keeping, uh, Khalil Herbert, but I think I might take Drake, you know, but it's tough, man. Barber's hurt too. Mm-hmm. So if Peyton Barber's on the turf toe thing and Jacobs were to go down, I think Drake has a path. It's a clearer path, but we need to see what this coaching staff's going to do. So that would kind of be my cutoff there. All right. And the last one here, and then we'll move on to the wide receivers. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Would you drop Kenneth Gainwell? Uh, had a discipline. I mean, he really hasn't seen much more than 10. 10- I mean, he's had two games in which he he got more than 10 total touches Uh, this last week. He only had five total touches against and it was against Carolina, which is a tougher run defense. He does get Tampa Bay next, uh, which we know tends to favor the scat back. Um, But are you dropping Kenneth Gainwell for any of these guys? (sighs) This is tough. Uh, I I have to give you tough ones here. I I would probably drop. Gainwell for the top three, which is Daryl Devontae Booker, Daryl Williams, and Khalil Herbert. Um, okay. Actually, actually, I probably keep. I would keep Gainwell over Herbert and Stevenson, because I think okay. if you look at that Tampa Bay, you could get a spot start in this week if you had buys. Also, Las Vegas, Detroit, and the Chargers. After that, though, and those are great matchups for the running running back. Could it mean that Sanders is like going to come in and be and have great games, which would relegate? our guy uh, Gainwell out. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I would just, I would consider Herbert kind of in the same boat where matchup doesn't look good over the next few weeks. So um, yeah, I think that's the cutoff. Those top two are in a tier in their own right as RB threes with RB two upside while their, their starters are out. And uh, Gainwell is more of that flex PPR desperation play. All right. One last, I know I said one more, but I just came you across one ridiculous. other one. I want to ask you. Yeah. Uh, Latavius Murray, you drop in Latavius yeah, Murray. You could drop. You could running. drop. You could drop Latavius Murray, man. Okay. I mean, last like right. he doesn't get pass catching that we want. They use Tyson Williams. Maybe they would be in a situation where, you know, um, maybe they'd be in a situation where they're just trying to shop Tyson Williams, but they used him enough last night to get me nervous. And then Devonta Freeman was used in the passing game and used in in that situation. And look, Lamar's just running instead of of. of you know, the backs getting passing work and we knew this was possible. Hyde or sorry, uh, Hines for Stevenson. Would you do that? Uh, no, I wouldn't drop Naheem Hines. You're probably paying in PPR. Most leagues are PPR these days or some portion. And there's just no path to oh, receiving work right dropping. now for Stevenson. Oh, yeah. You there, Johnny? <laughs> I might have lost Johnny here, but uh, we will carry on as we do. The show must go on here. Um, So I'm going to be talking uh, the wide receivers Mm. next. My back. Oh, are you back? Are we there? Are we there? Did we? It could be me. It could be me glitching here. So I I apologize if it's me glitching. Is it delayed? Try hopping. Oh, here we go. Yeah, try hopping. All right. I got it. All right. We're good. Must have been the internet was freaking out. Yeah. I think we're okay. good. Am I good? Right. Yeah. I think apologize with for nature and technology. Gotta love it. Uh, all right. That's it for the running backs part. We're going to run out uh, go over, run over <laughs> to the wide receivers here. First one on this list. Hey, 
Uh, yeah, I know, right? Um, first one on this list. I just love it. Gus, Gus Ramos says, "Damn wind," <laughs> right? Exactly, dude. Yeah. That's how I feel. I feel like that. Uh, all right, Kadarius Tony, probably the number one waiver wire priority. Maybe I don't know. We'll we'll talk yeah. about it. But I mean, he is rostered. He's rostered only 33% of sleeper leagues right now. Big Travi, wide receiver for the New York Giants. You know, they're all banged up. You got, uh, you know, Danny Dimes banged up. You got uh, you, you got the running back, Saquon banged up. You got every single wide receiver uh, in front of Kadarius Tony banged up. And he comes in as your number one wide, uh, wide receiver priority here. Is he your number one waiver wire priority, Big Travi, in your heart? Yeah, I think he is only because the paths to his success are so clear right now. Um, and look at even Mr. Miyagi saying Tony isn't available in my league. Yeah, and that's I mean, I think that might be because Mr. Miyagi picked him up. But yeah, I, I, don't, I, I think um, appreciate the shout out. Yeah, Mr. he Miyagi. said, yeah, right. He's like because because you suggested picking up Tony last week for a desperation play and he killed it. And I, I, was, I was all over on Sunday mornings. We try. We should have seen it. I was telling everyone, trying to spread the word, spread the love to get ahead of it. Uh, but exactly. here we are. Here yeah, we are. Thir- 13 targets. He caught 10 of them for 189 yards, averaged 18.8 yards per reception. And Johnny, he did that on only 54% of the snaps. He got nearly 20 points in standard, uh, had a much better game, obviously, in PPR as well. He had this increased usage due to the injuries to Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. But then, of course, we saw Saquon Barkley, Kenny G exit this game as well. Very very vague um, what's coming out about Kenny G. But I think the bottom line here is that, you know, Kadarius Tony didn't escape without his own dinged up. He had an x-ray on Monday and he it showed negative. So he should be fine. Was we'll it on see, that we'll hand to... that he threw when the punch? No, no, it was not. But uh, could, could. Yeah, he definitely threw a punch. He's going to actually miss suspension. So looks like he's dodging bullets on suspension on the injury. And we have a situation where all these pass catchers, these, these, uh, you know, Kasequan is a pass catcher and extraordinaire in his own right. And they're going to be out some time. And that means Kadarius, Tony, I don't know how you put this back in the bottle. You know, the genie can't go back into the bottle. It can only come out at this point. And uh, I think Kadarius Tony has to be fed in this offense moving forward. And on only 50% of snaps, that's what he was able to do. I mean, you just see the game-breaking possibility. When we get this chance to pick up guys like this, we can't really let it go by. And Rondell Moore showed us a little bit of it, but he hasn't been consistent enough in snap share to really have us all lean all the way in. But Kadarius Tony is a first-round pick for the Giants. They're in desperate need of playmakers, and uh, he is that person. And remember... Kadarius Tony was who the Jaguars wanted. They didn't even want Travis Etienne. They wanted yeah. Kadarius Tony. And remember, Kadarius Tony was rising up draft boards uh, towards the end of the draft. I remember us talking about him, and yeah. and we're seeing why. We saw a flash of why. Again, I can't stress this enough. On only fifty percent of the snaps, this is what he was able to do, which means yeah. get him some more snaps and just watch the points flow in. Yeah, he's rising up on that depth chart. <laughs> He's the Giants' only receiver. <laughs> he's hey, almost he's got, the only receiver. He's got on the Rams and the Panthers next to matchups. So it might yeah. be a little difficult for him yeah, to exceed. There's going to be tough matchups uh, coming up. But again, volume could float him if we have these injuries in the in the offense. And we'll just have to see that. And they're going to use him in the in the slot because that's where Shepard was running. So if Shepard misses right. more time, they're going to use Tony in the slot and look at what happened when they did. Exactly. And then, but, you know, the next two, next two matchups are a little difficult, but then you get the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Raiders, and Tampa Bay Bucks, who've been letting up a lot of points to wide receivers, all of those matchups. So, I, I like you said, I loved how you were talking about uh, once you let the genie out of the, can't really get him back in there. That's how I do feel about Kadarius Tony. Uh, I ask you for a friend. Kadarius Tony or Rondell Moore for rest of the season? I would take Kadarius Tony only because I can prove or I can project a little bit more work for him than I can for Rondell Moore because there are no big injuries right now in the Cardinals uh, wide receiving core. Wow. Uh, how dare you? How dare you disrespect 
Max Mad Williams. Max with two <laughs> X's, the, dude. The, receive, the receiving core, bro. I hey, said the receiving core. I will say. I mean, any- yeah. I mean, it's possible that some of those targets are going to go his way. That's possible that Hopkins now absorbs again some more of those targets, or AJ Green or Christian Kirk. And I think that's the point: is that it's not as clear that it's going to be Rondell Moore to absorb yeah. it. And so I would definitely go with a situation uh, in Kadarius Tony because we could be looking at this in three weeks, Johnny, and and say Kadarius Tony is a borderline wide receiver one yeah, or a well, wide receiver two, you know. And so and that's we've seen that from at. New York before with these rookie wide receivers miss the yes. cut first couple of games, a la OBJ. Well, and, and there's there's usually in. one or two guys right over the last few years as wide receivers have gotten better that break out and they do right. it about around this time because it took them a while to get acclimated. They're finally past their rookie wall. The mm-hmm. team sees their uh, uh, ability and they break through we look at justin jefferson last year you know and we've seen like you said obj a few years back so like this is yeah. where we're at yeah, and true. i'm not saying he's those guys but it's definitely possible that the upside is is but there and a, it's yeah now there's a path that's yeah that's a good uh very valid point all right in the next uh johnny man I don't know. He's got, we got him frozen on the screen whisper nation right here with, look at that take right there. Look at him. He's a, he's, he's a, I don't know what he's doing, man. He's fixing the snare in his headphones. Okay. We'll go uh, to our second wide receiver of the group here, whisper nation. And we're going to go with a guy in, let me get myself on the screen here. Uh, in Tim Patrick, who is my number two wide receiver on the list. Now, again, I, as I was saying, I thought this was going to be a deeper waiver wire um, column this week, but a lot of guys are rostered. We've got a lot of situations, especially in PPR and wide receivers. We got a lot of guys on the waivers or that have been picked up. So we'll see what's dropped. So that's a good reminder to let you know. Look out for pe- for who people drop to go pick up other players because based on buys, based on injuries, they may have to let go of some nice stashes. So make sure you're going to see who your league mates drop. So you, maybe you can get Kadarius Tony a week early, like we're talking about uh, here. Tim Patrick, though, rostered in 43% of the of sleeper leagues. I think that we, when we look at this, we see that Tim Patrick uh, is a couple weeks away from getting Jerry Judy back in the offense, which means he is going to continue to do what he's done with Teddy, with Teddy Bridgewater. And if you look at the four games that he's played with Teddy Bridgewater, Patrick has 89 yards or a touchdown in each of those four contests. He has averaged 14 PPR points per game in those games. And now he's going to take a Raiders squad that's reeling after a tough test against Cleveland next week, though. Patrick is going to face Washington in week eight. So he's got two of the next three while Judy tries to come back against really, really tough uh, or really, really good secondaries to attack here. And um, Johnny's back, and he's I'm attacking. Back, hopefully, he's attacking that that internet and saying, yeah, "You're not going to keep me off of here." No, yeah, Tim Patrick. I don't understand why he's still under fifty percent rostered. This is a guy that's just showed up and showed out for the Broncos, and they're going to continue to need to throw, especially against the teams they're playing against. So I really like him here for as long as Judy is uh, is is rehabbing. All right, last wide receiver here on this list. Uh, we got Marquez Callaway, New Orleans Saints wide receiver, who we thought was going to break out this year. Uh, showed us a big flash in preseason. Has been fairly slow starting the season, but uh, has been starting to slowly build up that rapport. Has had a couple of nice games. Uh, what do we do with Marquez? We do know that uh, potentially coming back week seven. Who knows if that actually ends up happening, but Marquez Callaway available on 41% of rosters and sleeper leagues. Why are you suggesting, or why would you want to take a flyer on Marquez right now? Well, the upside, right? Obviously we've got Michael Thomas coming back. So that could be something that this, that hinders him, but it could be something that helps him. If defensive attention turns to Michael Thomas, then we have a situation where, we have Callaway getting more attention from Jameis Winston because he's actually played more with now with Callaway than he has with Michael Thomas. Remember that Jameis Winston is has been mostly a backup uh, for his time there. And now as the starter, he's played a lot more with Callaway. Um, he has uh, he's over the last three weeks, he has been averaging 15 points per game in PPR. Um, he's also, you know, over the last two weeks, 
or I'm sorry, against Washington, he jumped all the way up to 82% of the snaps. He got eight targets. He got four of them for 82 yards and two scores. That's the upside we have. It's, it's kind of weak winning because if he can get deep and we get Winston a little bit unleashed. Now, the problem has been uh, that Winston has been slow to do this. He still didn't pass for over uh, 300 yards in that game where he had a monster game this last weekend against Washington. And I know it could be tough to roster Callaway. They're on a bye this week. But check out this schedule, Johnny. As soon as they get out of this, they're going to face Seattle, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Tennessee, and Philly. They don't have a tough secondary until week 12 when they play Buffalo. Ooh. I mean, this is a great schedule for Callaway. It really opens like up here. We're talking about bye weeks coming in. We're talking about injuries happening, guys coming back. This is a nice ad that could maybe float you for your flex over a few of those weeks because of the matchups. I love that. Okay. That was, I love that last point. That was a great point. Okay. So let me ask you some wide receivers here uh, that you would potentially drop. Well, Juju is an easy one. Uh, definitely drop Juju out for the season with the shoulder. Um, once again, I'll throw out Trey Sermon. Are you dropping Trey Sermon for any of these wide receivers? Probably Kadarius yeah. at minimum. Yeah. I'll drop him for all of them. I think, I think Sermon is kind of rendered a little bit useless unless an injury happens to Mitchell again. Or, um, you know, Wilson comes back and can't get get healthy again. You know, I think that's just maybe he's a handcuff for you. Like if you have Mitchell and you want to keep Sermon, I understand that you want to keep your handcuff. But yeah, with buys coming through, I think you can drop I you can drop him for all these wide receivers. Curtis Samuel, Jamison Crowder, uh, would you drop both uh, for? So I would drop. I would drop Crowder uh, for Tony. But I would keep him over Tim Patrick and Marquez Callaway because I think there is upside in, in Crowder. I know he had a bad game, but I think this team is going to throw a ton. And uh -huh. if he continues to be the slot guy for them and running mostly in the slot, you know, that's what it seems to be. We seem to see that it's Corey Davis and Jamison Crowder for this offense. And so if he can continue that snap share and run those routes, then I like him. And he should live on past Patrick because, remember, Jerry Judy's coming back. Mm -hmm. um, and then Marquez Callaway, also Michael Thomas, is coming back. So I really do think that Crowder's worth the keep here. Like it. Okay. Uh, Gus Ramos asking, Jacoby or Tony? I would take Tony here. I think uh, he just has more upside. I love Jacoby's volume, and the offense is just not as prolific. But Tony seems to be able to rise above whatever the Giants are doing, So at least in this game. And I want to take the upside on that. I want a chance at that ups upside this year. All right. I like that. Uh, and then let me add Brandon Ayuk. Are you, are, would you oh, yes. drop Brandon Ayuk yeah. for everyone on this entire waiver wire column? Gosh, I think I might. I, I would. Man. I think I might, dude. I think I might. And yeah. I think the reason is there's a few things. I think Ayuk is good. I think he's talented. We saw that last year. I think mm -hmm. this team was without Debo Samuel for a lot of last year, though. And yeah. we know that they love Debo Samuel. They drafted him to be this kind of utility gadget guy that does a lot more. And a gadget in a Shanahan offense is a lot more valuable than a, a, another offense. But then furthermore, I just think that Jimmy and Trey Lance seem to have an eye for Debo. And that's enough for me to know that Ayuk is probably not going to happen this year. And maybe we just saw a few good plays out of Ayuk last year and crowned him a little too early yeah. before seeing him play with all these other guys. I yeah. will say that maybe Kittle being out could open up some more for Ayuk. So I understand wanting to keep on to him, but I would drop for sure Tony and I would be highly considering dropping, uh, you know, or I'm sorry, I would drop Ayuk for Tony and um, I would highly consider it for Tim Patrick and uh, Marquez Callaway as well. All right. I like that a lot. Um, okay. We're going to jump over these tight ends here. I'm going to just rattle off these four tight ends and you can kind of just speak uh, who really like the most. Uh, we got Ricky Seals, Jones, Washington football team, uh, tight end, roster on just 4% of sleeper leagues, kind of filling the role of Logan Thomas out there. You got Evan Ingram for the New York Giants, roster on just 37% of sleeper leagues. Um, obviously, talking about Kadarius Tony as the major piece there, but opportunities have opened up for Evan Ingram with some nice matchups. You've also got David and Joku, man, who had like, I don't know how he made that touchdown. I don't know how they didn't catch him, but he scored uh, a long down. He has been you know, popping off for the Cleveland Browns. And then the last one, Zach, the Philadelphia Eagles, who's rostered on just 47% sleep league, Travis, who's quietly having a pretty solid tight end production year. Uh, and now we get the news that God is going to be on IR. Uh, got COVID, I believe. Uh, and, and so this could really open the door 
for the Zach show, at least for the the uh, foreseeable future, short term wise. So, out of those four tight ends, Travis, uh, you want to talk about you know your favorites and where you should be going if you need uh, this week. Yeah, so Johnny, poor Johnny, man. The chat's going off saying, uh, yeah. he says, know, get dude. off the dial-up internet. Uh, dude, and saying, maybe maybe well, you're a Spectrum customer. I thought that was funny. Using your personal hotspot. Ma- hey, I would rather, honestly, the personal hotspot would probably be better than I've got yeah. right now, to I be think, fair. Maybe. Yeah. The wind is kicking up in Phoenix. Dude. But I will go through yeah. these guys uh, here for Whisper Nation. So Ricky Seals-Jones, RSJ, our guy, used to be an Arizona Cardinal. We wanted him to happen there. 93% or more of the routes in back-to-back games. That finally paid off a little bit as he nearly got double-digit fantasy points in PPR last week. He caught 5 of 8 for 41. Um, His usage in the offense is there, and, you know, this offense is going to need to be throwing the ball. We've got injuries to Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, and Daimi Brown, but RSJ plays the Chiefs this week, so even as a one-week streamer, it's really good because only four teams have allowed more receptions to the tight end than the Chiefs, so I really like Recky Seals-Jones as maybe the number one add because I think his volume can actually live on a little bit. Um, Evan Ingram would be a close second. Um, as you said, rostered in 37% of the uh, leagues. If we like for, you know, Devontae Booker and for Kadarius Tony, we like the presumed opportunity with all these injuries. Ingram's an interesting ad. Ingram has increased his snap share each of the last three weeks um, since being back from injury. Eight points in PPR during uh, the last two as well has been his average. Um, Shepard, Slayton, Kenny G, Saquon, Tony, they're all dinged up. And Ingram is likely in line for more work as it is, but let's not forget he led the team in targets last year. So I really do think Ingram is worth the ad here. Um, David Njoku, the only reason he's ahead of Zach Ertz is because of the upside. There's there's no doubt that David Njoku is a big athletic tight end that needs more looks. He's just not getting it in that offense. One, we don't trust Baker a lot to be throwing a ton. And two, um, you know, he'd be higher on this list if he could get some of the opportunities other guys are going to have. But he hasn't because obviously Austin Hooper still still exists. So um, it's just like low volume. It's 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 a little bit of whack-a-mole and fool's gold for me with Njoku. But really had to put him on here because I do like it and I don't mind the stash and praying for the upside each and every week. Zach Ertz, look, uh, Goddard's going to the IR. That opens up about 12% of the market share. So that's a little over four targets per game for the Eagles. If Ertz absorbs that, that would be 25% of the market share between his and Goddard's uh, market share, and that would lead the team right now. And so that's that's an interesting note to add because Ertz has looked washed, but the opportunity alone, the volume alone, could definitely be something to um, – to monitor and then Gus Ramos I wanted to ask he says what do you think of Hunter Henry becoming yes and not not exactly when they're down but definitely in the red zone you know and so because they're they're down quite a bit and I think he still uses all these other uh, pieces of the of the offense but Hunter Henry makes the honorable mentions of my column I would take all of these guys ahead ahead of Hunter Henry because I just can't trust uh he's got a little he's still splitting time with Johnny Smith there's, you know, Jacoby Myers exists there. They still throw to Brandon Bolden. Like, there's all sorts of different little things here. And all these other guys, I think, either have more upside or more path to volume uh, than Hunter Henry. But I don't mind him as a, as a spot starter or a pickup here. Especially against Dallas, they're going to need to throw against Dallas. So, All right. Uh, hopefully, I don't have any more robotic-y voice. We'll see. Uh, apparently, I was still getting. All right, Travis, I'm moving on real quick to the quarterback. So then, uh, and then we'll get into all a bunch of the comments and questions here. Uh, yeah, it's a win, dude. dude this is so you. funny because Gus Ramos is in all caps. So yeah. Jersey J says, "Gus, why are you yelling? Why Mr. are you? Miyagi, who knows? It's it's who knows Jersey J, and then it's windy. LOL. Hey, uh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> hey. Such people going, dude. Get some people going. All right, get get people going. Quarterbacks, get the people going. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And okay, so we got Teddy B. Denver Broncos roster on twenty four percent of sleeper leagues. You got uh, Taylor Heineke, Washington Football Team quarterback, roster on twenty six percent of leagues. And then you got the the brisket, Jacoby brisket, who dealing with that uh, ham hamstring injury. Right. Uh, also, some rumors that Tua could be back this week. We'll see what ends up happening there. And then your boy, uh, Mister Two Sprained Ankles, makes this uh, list. And Carson Wentz. So tell the people why you like these quarterbacks this week. Why you think they're streamers? Uh, so again, and- 
a reminder, the threshold is 50%. But if Joe yeah. Burrow, um, you know, Sam Darnold, Trevor Lawrence, maybe, maybe Baker are all sitting there on your, on your waiver, the three of those guys, at least first, Trevor Lawrence, Sam Darnold, and uh, Joe Burrow, if they're out there, go grab them uh, ahead of these guys. But I need to talk a little bit about the disrespect of Teddy Bridgewater here as my number one of these streaming options. Um, and, and this is why. I know Bridgewater isn't sexy, because, but he mostly plays turnover-free football. And given the weapons they have there and his play style, Bridgewater's managed 19 or more fantasy points in three of his five starts. And one of those starts, he was concussed and left the game early. The schedule is really opening up a bit again for Teddy for fantasy football purposes because he's going to face three def defenses in the next four weeks that are in the top seven as far as fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. So if you lost Russell Wilson, I absolutely love Teddy Bridgewater as the bridge to the gap that you have in your lineup because of Russell Wilson out. So I really like him. I like him even this week. I know Vegas. So Vegas is the one of those defenses that he faces in the next four that's technically kind of good against the pass they've they've played a lot I think they've played a lot better than they should be and so I think that in this game I think he's got a shot to even put up that 19 or more just because again he's not very mistake prone and I think you know one week past the concussion maybe that fear gets a little bit out of him and he plays a lot better here I do like him among the four that I'm going to talk about today Tyler Taylor Heineke is another one though uh, where the disrespect is there because he's been um, he had his worst game uh, of the uh, as a starter he didn't get up to that 20 mark or that 18 point uh, mark that we like to see for a quarterback that's stream worthy because he played the Saints and other than Daniel Jones the Saints have been pretty locked down um, defensively especially against quarterbacks um, so I really like this matchup this week against Kansas City they're the number one team against fantasy quarterbacks so I really like that as a one-week streamer at the very least because they're definitely gonna have to throw to keep up with Kansas City and he's shown that he's capable of doing that look back to the Atlanta game some of these other games where he put up a lot of points and and, and did it so Jacoby Brissett and Carson Wentz, like these are kind of flyer uh, streamers, but if you're in two quarterback leagues, you got some things going on. Maybe you got Matt Ryan on a bye, Jameis Winston, something else that you've been rocking with Superflex. Brissett has quietly put up three back-to-back -back games, back-to-back-to-back -back games that have been, you know, within reasonable starting. Um, he continues to be on a team that like, can't stop people right now, so I think that's something. Um, Jacksonville, a great matchup. Um, obviously, if Tua comes back, this would render that useless. But then again, Carson Wentz as well. Good matchup as well, um, who's definitely going to be, uh, you know, in an offense that has enough weapons to get him floated. I mean, against Baltimore, who's been a lot tougher against the pass, Wentz looked good. You know, I, I think maybe the ankles are a little bit behind him now and they're under him, I guess I should say, not <laughs> behind him. And he's he's playing a lot better. So I think Wentz is worth a look on, on streaming and in two quarterback leads. All right, let me ask you a couple uh, quarterbacks. Would you drop uh, for any of these guys? Would you drop Trey Lance for any of these guys? Yeah, I think you can drop. Well, actually, this is tough. I know. I, so like, I, Trey, I like Trey Lance long term, but it sounds like they're not going to. They they are really upset with him as a passer right now, or at least not uh -huh. upset, but concerned. And it does seem like they ran him 16 times and then he got hurt with a sprained knee. I think this could be a wait a year on Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. So I could understand like if you had maybe Russ and Trey Lance and you're looking to move on. I think I could drop Trey Lance for like a Teddy B because that's going to float you through the Russell Wilson and then you get to keep on to Russ Wilson, something like that. Um, I don't know if I drop Trey Lance for Taylor Heineke, but if you need to because of the bye weeks, then you have to do what you got to do. But mm -hmm. I would hope that you have something else you can drop uh, to keep to keep Trey Lance and that upside on your roster. What if what if Garoppolo comes back in? It's a calf injury, tears his Achilles. You know, then I think they have no they have no choice but to start Lance the rest of the year. You got a situation where Lance is running 16 times a game. That is fantasy gold. So, yeah. uh, you know, I want to keep on to that if I can. All right. Last question for the quarterbacks. Uh, Danny Dimes, who's been. Yeah, Danny Dimes dealing, dealing with, with the concussion, concussion but um, he's been a decent quarterback for you this year. Yeah, he uh, has been turning it on. Let me take a look. Uh, I think we talked about the schedule kind of being decent. Um yeah, he's got a couple of uh, pretty decent matchups coming up here. Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, the Rams are a little bit tougher on quarterbacks, so I kind of temper expectations. But then Carolina, Kansas City, Las Vegas before the bye. I mean, if he can come back from the concussion, yeah, I don't, I don't mind keeping Daniel Jones over Teddy B and um, Taylor Heineke. And the difference is because of the, the rushing. I mean, mm -hmm. look at this. 27, 39, 95, 27 rushing yards. I mean, that's like... 
He's averaging about a four-point floor in just rushing alone, and that's what you need. And then 400 yards against New Orleans, that he's the only guy to throw on New Orleans this year. So yeah. I, I do like Daniel Jones, um, especially if Kadarius Tony and some of these weapons start coming back. Yeah, uh, he could really get to his ceiling. He has, he has that sneaky rushing upside uh, that we Absolutely. we all know about. All right, so we are going to jump into this Q and A. I just want to give a couple of honorable mentions that Big Travi puts in his article. Uh, just so if all these guys, if you're in deep roster or deep leagues like we are, and sometimes a lot of these guys aren't available, also look for Jarrett McKinnon, Samaje Pirine, Chris Moore, uh, Rashad Bateman, who we're getting some questions on in the chat. We'll go, we'll go over that. Uh, Amon Ron, uh, Mon Ross, St. Brown, Preston Williams, Jameis Winston, Geno Smith, Ben Roethlisberger, and Davis Miles. Uh, yeah. All, huh? Mills, sorry. Or yeah, sorry. I don't know why I called him Miles. Davis Miles. Mills. D- Davis Mills. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him Davis Miles from now on. No, I'm just kidding. Davis Davis Mills, uh, quarterback for the Houston Texans, actually kind of showing some nice stuff there. Uh, so once again, if you want to get this article, it will be posted on the fantasywhispers.com. So make sure you go and check that out, as well as previous articles because those come in handy as well because sometimes players are dropped you want to know about you know what we think or what our take is on them go and check out some of those past waiver wire articles uh and and you can read up on them very exciting stuff over at the fantasywhispers.com all right travis let's jump into this q a appreciate everyone in the chat who is stuck around asking those questions watching the show let's jump in here appreciate you if you're new let us know Give us a like and subscribe. Hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content, which is daily. And uh, we'll also give you a shout out if you let us know in the comments that you subscribe. All right, Travis. uh, Jersey Jay coming in here asking, would you drop Gainwell to grab Gaskin? Gaskin had a a major pop-off game finally. Man, I think uh, I might because two is coming back. So maybe they have something there that, that could open up a little bit for more of this offense. So there might be more. Uh, upside he saw he didn't really see anything in the rushing game but he saw a ton of targets he led the team in targets uh, and got a receiving touchdown so I do I do think Gaskin has some upside there especially in PPR um, Gainwell he definitely probably has three least, out of go ahead. sorry three out of the next four games are beyond juicy Jags Falcons he gets the Bills which you don't like that but then the Texans so yeah, um, I mean, great some, matchups there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I would. I think I would do that. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I would do as well. Um, all right, we got drop Patrick for Judy. Yeah, I think if you're comfortable, if you're looking at like three and two or four and one or something like that, Jersey J, where like you just want to stash for later on, because here's the thing. He could come back in week seven, but they, I think they play a Thursday night game in week seven. So they're pushing it to maybe say he comes back in week eight. Yeah. And so you're looking at some other things here with Judy that could get in your way. And so, but if you need wins now, you know, I, I think Tim Patrick's doing it. He's doing mm-hmm. what he needs to do right now. And so he is a flex in PPR right now. And I don't know if I'd be dropping that to go stash something later if you need wins. So got it. Uh, BGWU says, Hey, boys, what's up? Can't stay for long because I got in a car crash recently. Oh, man. Oh, all yeah. right, man. Hope everything is good, brother. Uh, insurance call. Okay. But I want to know your, uh, uh, your, your opinions on Gaskin, Miles Sanders and Zach Moss Moss next week. Yeah. So I'm liking Moss. I think he's, uh, he's definitely probably the guy I'm liking the most out of these backs here. Um, especially cause Miles Sanders plays Tampa Bay. Um, mm-hmm. you look at Buffalo, they play Tennessee. So yeah, that's, that a juicy be, one. this is another team they could easily boat race or, and get into a shootout with. And so that could be something that gives you touchdown opportunities. I think Moss is definitely a guy that I like the most. Gaskin, again, has the nice matchups, but the usage has just been so volatile. I'm not trusting him here. And in fact, I'm probably trusting Miles Sanders in a bad matchup over Gaskin this week because I just I know that gas like I I don't know that they want to use Gaskin. You know, they Mm -hmm. show it here and there, but then they don't do it the next week. So that's where I'd be at. If I ranked these guys, it'd be Zach Moss, Miles Sanders, then Gaskin. Uh, for next week yeah what's wild is he still I mean he still is 
averaging like he's he's running well they're just not giving him a lot of carries yet so yeah it's, yeah, it's, Mr. it's odd, odd. Us about his his uh his ball shaving he said lmfao uh, I can't say that oh. has happened. Those things come out smooth as eggs. Mr. Yeah, Miyagi, God dude. bless, bro. Hey, God bless you, man. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, Jersey J asking again, uh, I have Jeff Wilson Jr. stash in my IR spot. Do you see him having an impact on the coming weeks? The last update was November. They were hoping early November. We'll see if that maybe gets progressed. Um, he's eligible to come back before then off the pup. Uh, you know, starting after this week, he'd be eligible. It's six weeks at least. Um but I think that we'll start to hear more news. I think he's definitely in line to be the touchdown vulture, which is, has been valuable in the past in this offense. I don't mm. know if we're dealing with the same San Francisco offense with the troubles at QB, Kittle out. But I do think that Elijah Mitchell will remain kind of the most at role. Mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson will kind of fill in as the as the secondary piece. So maybe they run less with the quarterback. They stop using Kyle Juszczyk as much. I think that's the thing. That's what's possible for Jeff Wilson. But it would always depend on who you you know drop to to keep him so mm-hmm. i agree uh we got george asking antonio brown and Cortland sutton for cordero patterson and hunter renfro and half ppr i would keep a b and sutton in this deal. yeah i like that i, lo- I love cordero patterson but i do like what sutton's doing um i think the what was the stat that ian hart had said about Cortland sutton that he's in rare form of having 600 uh, air yards through five weeks. Um, and, and some of the guys that are in that are like DJ Moore and some of these other like top alphas. And so that's something to look at with uh, Sutton is that he's getting the job done. And now that Bridgewater's getting healthy, you know, I, I like that offense. It's a low key mid range offense that does well and they're efficient. Yep. Mr. Miyagi asking with Hawk acting up, I'm going Hunter Henry as a backup for the Dallas game. Not a bad move. Uh, but with Goddard going on to COVID IR, do you think Ertz is a better pickup? Yeah, so we talked about Ertz. He would be the fourth of the tight ends I mentioned. He he does make it above honorable mentions for me because I think, you know, the volume, like I said, he could get up to the 25% target market share. And if he does that, that's going to lead the Eagles. And that's what we want in our tight ends. If they can be up there in the in the lead uh, for mm-hmm. targets or they're a touchdown guy that we can try to, you know, they get red zone targets, which Ertz isn't really getting, but he's going to, he has a shot at getting more volume here. And I think that's why he makes the list. Yep. Uh, I, Bryant asked, Ayuk droppable for Tony? Yes. Yeah, as we said, I think Ayuk is droppable for even Tim Patrick in the right situation and even um, Marquez Callaway. JT86TN, appreciate you jumping in here. Hit that like and subscribe if you could for us. We're trying to get to 3,000 subs. Let's uh, go. Let's go. Uh, need a, a running back for Kamara's bye. Have Damian Harris, but not sure about him. Would uh, Who do you like between the... Uh, these options to pick up Daryl Williams, Miles Sanders, and Javante Williams. I'm going Javante Williams on this. Yeah, I would, I would definitely go with Javante Williams as well. The upside is just there. The offense, I trust a little bit better. His usage has been so consistent. I mean, it is only 50%, but it's a good 50%. You know, he's averaging about 10 to 12 touches. So that's what we like to see. Yep. Brett Johnson coming in here, still riding high from the Monday night show. I bet he is. Yeah, I bet you bet you is. And he says, looking great this morning. Appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you, for, Brett. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was so good, dude. If yeah, you guys we, don't tune in to our Monday night stream, you should. It's a lot of fun. We watch the game. It got um, absolutely for, wild last night. Yeah. We, we root for people. Uh, you know, you let us know what you got and – and all that stuff. It's it's a good time. Join us on Monday night for the Monday night football streams. All right. B dubs ask Javante or Daryl Williams. I'm going Javante. Yeah, if this is a waiver ad, I'm going Javante for sure. Yeah. All right. We got Brad Montgomery asking Ramondre Stevenson, Hyde, Ingram, or Peyton Barber off the waiver. Thin. Yeah, this is this is really thin here. I would go with Ramondre only on the outside chance he's got more upside. Hyde could be a healthy scratch. Ingram has just been non-existent and on a bad team. Barber's dealing with turf toe. So Ramondre is the only one with a slight chance at, at, at making some value here for you, Brad. All right. Um, let's see. Got to make it through. 
What about Bateman? B-Dub's asking about Bateman. So, yeah, as I said, honorable mention. Um, my problem with Bateman is he's not – it's not that he's not exciting. It's not that there's some some upside there because obviously they uh, the Ravens talked about using him as the focal point of their offense and they changed their offense. But Marquise Brown right now and Mark Andrews are riding hot, and I don't think there's going to be a ton of volume in what we've seen as a – low volume passing attack over the last couple of years for Bateman to come in and really do a ton with. So I think he's going to be an interesting stash and you keep him there. But if you've got to go get some guys like Tim Patrick, uh, Marquez Callaway, and then of course, Kadarius Tony that are actually making an impact. Now that's what I would be doing. You've got BGW asking Miles Sanders, Tony, if I get him Gaskin, Jacoby or Moss at flex. Uh, who do the, the Giants play? Um, uh, they, what, I just had that up. Hold on. The Rams. The Rams. Yeah. I'm trying to fight back. I'd probably go, I'd probably go um, Moss. I'd probably yeah, go I Moss. I, I think I would go Moss here as well, but Tony would push him. Uh, that would be, that would be an interesting one to try and look at playing just because if everybody's out volume alone, even if he's working against that tough secondary, the weakest corner in the Rams secondary, the slot corner. So if Sterling Shepard's out, we're going to see a situation where Tony's going to be seeing a lot of slot snaps. Yep. All right. Uh, we got, I have Tannehill and Danny Jones, Danny Dimes, Titans versus Bills. And if Jones doesn't go, what's your QB to pick up for a one week, one week scenario? Probably Teddy B. Yeah, I love Teddy B. Um, I will say that T- Taylor Heineke has the better matchup, but I do love like, go is Burrow available in that league? Because if Burrow's available, he plays Detroit. You know, yeah. and he came back and cleared the um, he cleared the throat the throat situation. He's the throat goat. Yeah, so, the throat uh, goat. So make sure you take a look and and, and see if he's out there. Uh, BGWU coming in. When will Waller be a lead again? Asking yeah, you, so um, it's it's kind of weird because Waller is not necessarily not elite at the tight end position just because the way the position works. He is getting the usage. Um, he is getting the targets. He's leading the team in target share. He's just not getting 19 targets. I think we got a little bit too excited because he got 19 targets in week one, and we thought he's going to be this elite, you know, nothing can can stop him tight end. Right mm-hmm. now he's falling into line with pretty much all the other tight ends, but he's still a top five option at the position. Um, you're not dropping him. You're only trading him if you can get a tight end back that's, you know, maybe in the six through ten range and a running back that's startable. Um, that's the the situation I'd be trading a Waller, but that's about it. Um, for me, I'd Waller would be trying to go trade for him. Yeah, I think he is a little bit of a buy low. We could see a situation where this team has to stop doing what Gruden wanted and they could start throwing a whole lot more. Um, they could start opening this offense up. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders, but we knew we do know his talent, and we know that Carr loves him. And yeah. so uh, that's what we got on the on the docket. Drew asking, appreciate you, Drew, from stopping in here. Yes, Chubb and Thielen for Cook PPR. Should I do this trade? Um, Chubb, I don't think trading. I would. No, I would not do this. I no, mean, I would. Banged up and yeah, that's, unless you uh, have Cook. If yeah. you have Cook, and I would do this, Neil. Yeah. Um, are you, you drop dropping Patrick, Patrick or, Waddle? or Waddle for Tony? Oh, there I drop both of big... those guys. I would drop both of those guys. Yeah, would you? I love. Yep. Uh, Patrick is a rental because I think Jerry Judy comes back and takes a lot of that work from him. It'll be Sutton and, and Judy. I think that's just uh-huh. naturally what'll happen. Waddle is somebody that just is inconsistent. He's a rookie that's inconsistent right now, and he's getting some targets in some games, and then some games he's not. Go get Tony. The upside, like Waddle, wants to be like Tony. Right. Yeah. Like Tony has already flashed what he can do. And we haven't seen that at all from model. We've just seen high targets. So, yes, I would go and get Tony if I could. Uh, I would rather I Tony would is, rather drop Tony has, Patrick than Waddle. Though. Yeah. I mean, I think so. But I think that Tony is a guy that like has league winning upside. I don't think people are seeing that right now, but he definitely does. And neither yeah, of those guys 100%. for me have that. Like Waddle could maybe touch a little bit of that. Maybe I think Waddle could be 70% Tony's upside, but I don't think that's enough for me. So interesting. Okay. A defense question. Someone dropped the bills. Should I, oh, yeah. You got to yeah, pick absolutely. them up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're, even, they're becoming matchup proof. Yeah. Uh, they play the Jets again. So Obviously, you know, I think you said they play Houston coming up. So, yeah, I was oh, no, uh, one, one year ahead with that Bills defense, man. I thought they were going to be this last year and they didn't. So, uh, yeah, Bills defense probably number one rest of the season. Um, I would definitely pick them up. Even if you have to play some 
fob on them. I would just to lock them up because they're that good. Yeah. They're a difference maker uh, at, at your defense position. All right, Big Travi, we have made it through the show. We have made it through all the questions. We appreciate everyone for joining us today. Once again, if you want to read more about these players, you didn't get enough on this channel, on this video, make sure you go over to thefantasywhispers.com. You can read the full article that Big Travi is going to drop. I will leave the link in the description uh, once that is posted. So you can also check there. If you're new to our channel, on your way out, make sure you hit that bell, hit that uh, subscribe for us. Really helps our channel. Hit that like. And uh, any other things you want to add, Big Trey, before we sign off? No, just make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, but also make sure you're subscribed over on the website. Obviously, we've got uh, the rankings that come out over there. You can check out all the articles that are get posted all the time. And and so just make sure you're part of Whisper Nation over there. And then, of course, if you want to support the show in a bigger way, like I know you guys, we, we appreciate all the support continuing to jump in the live stream. But if you're looking for another way to just kind of help us continue to grow the brand, head over to patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers. We're giving away a Keenan Allen jersey signed this week. Yes. So, yeah, I would just uh, go ahead and uh, get over there and support, man. Yeah. All right. Good luck on waivers tonight, Whisper Nation. Hopefully you get the players you want. Until tomorrow when we stream for the Fantasy Whispers, that's Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Congratulations on making it to the end of the video. If you still have a lot to say about fantasy football, maybe you want to give Johnny a little bit of crap for his take today, then go on over to our Discord channel and join the conversation there. Click the link in the description below. And if you still want more content, check out one of these videos. Homie, don't you hear the whispers?